to Beyond Blathers, the podcast where we dive deeper into the insects, fish, and fossils you can find in Animal Crossing New Horizons. I'm Sophia Osborne. And I'm Olivia DeBercier. And today we are recording this episode in person together in Vancouver. Yeah, it's so exciting. It's been a really long time since we've recorded together. Maybe November? Or even... Yeah. Gosh, has it it been like two years? I think it was November when you came and we went to the BD... Oh, yeah, I guess we technically recorded there. I was trying to remember. I don't remember sitting down with you and recording an episode, so that's probably why. Yeah, that was a fun episode if you haven't listened to it. when Yeah, last time Olivia Mm -hmm. was here, we went to the BD Biodiversity Museum. And, yeah, that's just a great museum. We we looked for the things from Animal Crossing, whether we could find them there, the specimens. I might have to go back there this week. Yeah. And just spend hours poring over the drawers and... It's definitely a place to go multiple times. But yeah, we thought for this week we would just kind of do a recap of our summers because we were both busy and I guess Olivia especially was doing things that are relevant to the podcast. <laughs> and also we wanted to talk about the big shop update that we are doing that is launching today, like right now as you're listening to this. It will be open. It is open and it's very exciting. So we are going to talk about that as well. But yeah, don't even mark your calendars. Just go. Just to, go now. Yeah, go to our Etsy shop. <laughs> Buy things <laughs> if you would like. Yes. Great. Well, I guess we should. Should we talk about our summers a bit? Yeah, let's do that. So, yeah, Olivia, what have you been up to with your masters? Yeah. So I'm done field work at least for this summer because I have to do another summer most likely. <laughs> um, and so yeah, it was kind of a really busy summer. Um, I started sampling, I think like end of June, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, and so I, most people when they sample, at least people that I know in the field, they'll start in like, mm, like late May, no, start of May usually. And then they'll go for like two or three months, depending on the research. Some go four and they'll usually like set things up and go pick them up. It's not like every day that they have to be out in the field necessarily, at least like the other people in my lab. But I had the benefit of like having May to myself and most of June to like write and write proposals and stuff. And then I just like worked insanely hard for like a month and a half or two months. And it was just like very intense. But yeah, basically I was going around to all of these ponds in in and around Edmonton, Alberta. Um, and we were looking at stormwater ponds, which are urban ponds that you probably have in your city, basically because when cities are built, it like demolishes a ton of wetlands. You lose all those ecosystem services that those wetlands provided. So like flood mitigation and stuff is like a big thing. And then also the city produces a lot of runoff and that's like very polluted water that can end up in your rivers and stuff. So usually a lot of new developments will have a number of these stormwater ponds that become good for water management, but also homes for lots of little critters. So that's what I've been studying. I've been looking at the bugs in those ponds and my nose is very stuffed up still because the cat, there's a cat in here. It was really cute, but that's why I'm a little stuffed up now. But allergy inducing. (laughs) But allergies. Darn cats are too cute. Anyway, um, yeah, so it was really fun. Um, it was like very intense and tiring, but we were we would set up uh, bottle traps, which we'd basically put out overnight to catch 
all kinds of bugs passively and we'd bait them with like cat food, <laughs> which smelled horrible. But it, I think it was pretty effective um, at catching beetles because they smell like food to scavenge or prey and they come and try and eat it. We also caught lots of fish, which was bad because <laughs> ugh, this was terrible. The, the water in the bottle would get anoxic and the fish would like die. Oh. And not all the time, but like if it was really, if it was like a pond that I could tell did not have very high oxygen content in the first place, they would all die. And then I'd take out the trap and they were so smelly. Ooh. It was really disgusting. All these like tiny little fish that I had to like fish out. And I made the mistake a couple times of bringing them back to the lab because I was in a rush and didn't have time to like get them all out. And then the entire lab would smell like fish uh. <laughs> and we don't have windows to open. And it was really disgusting. So don't bring dead fish back to your lab. That is my tip of the day. It seems like it was just very smelly work in general, Definitely. like the cat food and <laughs> it was dead so fish. gross. <laughs> so yeah, it was, but it was fun. It was. I'm. I'm kind of glad it's over. I'm not gonna lie. And we have lots of bugs now. Yeah. So that's good. I did lose my vegetation notes at one point in the summer, so I still have to go and recollect some data, which sucks. But mm. it happens with field work. There's often issues that arise. So. Yeah, and lots of people helped me out over the summer, so it was very kind of them. But in terms of interesting things I found, I found three toe biters, so giant water bugs. Two of them were dead in the trap, and one of them was alive, and it was crawling up the net as, like, because I'd, like, <laughs> done a dip net sample, and, like, it, we, I was there with my, my um, lab partner, Rachel, and, like, it was nice that she was there that day because she just like wanted to see what I was doing. She's doing her own PhD work right now. And um, yeah, we like took the net sample and it was like crawling up the side of the net. And like, we didn't know what to do because if we put it in the bag, we thought that the bit, because normally we just like dump everything into like a very tough Ziploc bag and bring it back to the lab to sort. But like, we thought that it was going to pop the bag. And so, because <laughs> it's so sharp. Yeah. And like, so we had to put it in like one of our bottle traps, but it was so funny because like the bottle is cut in half. So it's not like you can just like put it in the bottle. And so we had to like duct tape it closed and it looks like we had a bomb or something <laughs> in this bottle. It's just a giant water bug. So, um, and yeah, I found some like nymph giant water bugs, which were green, which was really interesting. That's, that's some of the cool stuff we found. That's anyway, so cool. little update on the research. That but. would be a really effective bomb. It's just full of just giant full of water giant bugs. water bugs. Yeah, it would be really terrifying. <laughs> like it was funny because I really thought we were gonna lose more traps to like curious people, but mm. apparently people don't want to take random garbage out of ponds. <laughs> garbage <laughs> turns full of out bugs <laughs> and well, dead we, fish. We lost one that from a pond that I was quite certain actually. Just because there were, I could tell, like, there might be people collecting bottles walking around. And we did lose those traps. But only the one that, what like, only our light trap, which basically the cat food trap, which we called the bait trap, that one would attract tons of leeches. Like, it would be filled, filled with leeches. Like, I am very comfortable with leeches now. I can stick my hand in a bottle and, like, scoop out handfuls of leeches. Oh, my God. <laughs> So, um, with a glove on, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not that brave. Um, and I'm, I kind of wonder if someone had like gone in and picked up one bottle that didn't have leeches and then picked up the second and went, no, thanks. No, no, thank, <laughs> no you. thank you. 
Uh, I think it's more likely a goose like kicked in and just like dislodged and floated off somewhere. But anyway, I like to imagine someone picking up my <laughs> leech bottle. Yeah, <laughs> I got to go to Olivia's lab. Um, I was in Edmonton a few weeks ago and got to go to the lab and it, yeah, it it was it it was not for the faint of heart in terms of people who don't <laughs> like bugs. There's just like <laughs> bowls of dead bugs lying yeah, around. Yeah. Like plastic bowls. Mm-hmm. And then Olivia's like, oh, smell this. And it's just like all these beetles. Yeah. yeah. Cra- dead crabids release a very distinct smell. So that's pretty much what the entire lab smells like. Yeah. Um, crabids are a ground beetle. Um, they're like those little black sidewalk beetles. And we... Uh, my co- my lab partner. I never know. I see coworker, but I'm like, it's not really coworker. Like mm-hmm. lab partner Ra- Rachel and Pilar. They are doing a study on insects in canola fields, and so they are trapping lots of beetles that end up in these like pitfall traps, which are basically like bowls in the ground. And so we just have like hundreds of these little beetles mm-hmm. that are counted and then put in bowls and we don't know what to do with them <laughs> really we should throw them out but we feel guilty about just throwing them out but i guess you can unfortunately them, right? well yeah discard them i guess yeah At, it's hard because like none of us want to kill bugs but it's the only way to get data and then once we have the data it feels wasteful to just get rid of them but also like what are you gonna do <laughs> yeah. with like hundreds of dried beetles yeah <laughs> so yeah Anyway, that's my lab. Yeah. That's what I've been up to. No, very busy summer for sure. Very different than me. (laughs) I was just, uh, yeah, I was also working on my master's, I guess, research or like my thesis. Um, And I actually just finished the first draft of my entire thesis a couple days ago, which is very exciting. I feel really accomplished. Uh, I basically just did it over the summer and it was a lot of writing. I am doing a TV show as my thesis uh, for because I'm doing my master's in creative writing and the program that I'm in at the University of British Columbia is very focused on like intergenre writing and, and so you have to write, you have to take classes in at least three different genres and there are so many cool courses like songwriting and graphic forms and children's literature and TV writing and screenwriting and stuff. So. Yeah, I ended up doing TV writing, and so for my thesis, I had to do the scripts for the first two episodes, so those are like, I think they're both at 55 pages right now, each of them, and then I had to do a show bible with kind of just all the information about the show, and like what happens in every episode, and who are all the characters, and what are their arcs over the season and stuff, and I think that's like 23 pages right now, so it was a lot of writing. Yeah, but it was kind of a crunch at the end. To, to finish it for sure but but yeah I'm glad it's it's done and just had a pretty nice summer like going back and forth from Vancouver to Saturna which if you've listened to the podcast before you've heard me talk about a lot but yeah it, it was just such a nice summer out there and um and then yeah at the at the end of the summer so like a few weeks ago I went to Edmonton and I hadn't been so if you didn't know Olivia and I both did our undergraduate degrees at the University of Alberta in Edmonton, and that's where we met and everything. But I finished up there over three years ago now, but I hadn't been back since I finished because I was in Glasgow and then I moved to Vancouver and it was COVID and everything. 
So this was my first time back. So it was, I felt so much more nostalgic than I thought I would. I don't know if other people have had that experience. Like if you go back to, I don't know, somewhere where you lived for a long time and seeing all my friends and yeah, it was really nice. And yeah, being on campus again. Yeah. And then Olivia and I, and my dad went down to Drumheller, which uh, you maybe also heard us talk about on the podcast before. Yeah, we went to the Royal Tyrell Museum. And actually, my dad and I went twice because we went that day and then we went <laughs> the next morning, which is a huge hack for the Tyrell. I'll tell you that... Also, it's a dinosaur museum. Yes, sorry. Yeah. It's like a paleo... <laughs> yeah, paleo... Paleontology museum. Yeah. Sorry, so. not just dinosaurs, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's such an amazing museum. It's like just so It's like world class. class. Yeah. yeah. The fossils that they have are just like stunning. And just the way that it's organized. It's really well done. Like you just move through all of the, you know, time periods from... Mm-hmm. from wh- when does it start? It starts in like pre-Cambrian, yeah. I think. And Am I... Summer. And there's a good, there's a good, like, primer at the beginning just about, like, what is, you know, evolution and that kind of thing. Yeah, and, like, what are the different fossils? Yeah. Like, it kind of breaks down, like, different rock forms, how things get fossilized, mm-hmm. uh, geology, like, it's, yeah, it's a good primer, yeah. Yeah, and then you move through all And the then you can see into the labs, too. Yes. At the start, so that's kind of nice because it shows you, okay, this is how we do... Yes. this work and then you go into the museum yeah all the fossil preparation and then and then you go into yeah into the different time periods and like especially once you get near the end there's like the the iconic dinosaur room that has all the dinosaurs and it's like yeah so 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 cool I just uh spend so much time there but yeah the hack is to go first thing in the morning when it opens like at 9 a.m and then go backwards so, like, do it one time going forwards, but then after that, do it backwards. So then you are literally, like, my dad and I have done that a couple times now, both times we've gone. And you go, and then you are the only people in the dinosaur room, which is yeah, crazy. which is great because it gets so busy, gets really busy in the Tyrell. And, like, I don't know. It, it's, I I think it's much more enjoyable when it's quiet. Yeah. Literally, like, it's actually just feels, like, so surreal to be alone in a room with all of those dinosaur fossils and then also my favorite room is the bear paw sea room Mm -hmm. that's kind of in there and like being alone in there is just like a religious experience because it's all the lighting and everything is like the this prehistoric bear paw sea they could do a good job of like putting you like actually making you think like these were real animals yeah that were once here yeah so you have that moment to like think about that yeah let that set in because I feel like that's a hard thing to wrap your mind around and you need, like, focus to think about that. Like, yeah. I think that's the thing I love about the Bear Paw Sea Room is it makes you feel like you are, like, a diver in the Bear Paw Sea. Like, a lot of the fossils are above you. Like, it's really kind of using all the dimensions of the ocean. And then, and the there's sound effects. And then I love... Yeah, there's also like a there's that cool other room that has like the anomalocaris. I was and stuff. I was just searching that up because I was yeah. like, wait, what was that called? That's how I feel when I'm in that room. So it's a room that I think is yeah. When is it? Wait, let me double check what period this is. The bird, the Burgess Shale one. Oh yeah, okay. So that is early oh. Cambrian. Yeah, okay. So it is the yeah. Cambrian. So it's like you walk into this room with like a glass floor and like mm. it sort of shrinks you down and they have these models of 
all these Cambrian ocean creatures, and I love that. And then yeah. it's all dark, and then there's, like, a voice talking about the creatures. Yeah, and I bought a magnet of <laughs> anomalocaris, because I just, because we've talked about anomalocaris on the yeah. show, and they're weird. They're really, really weird, and I love them. It's weird that they were, like, the first thing on the planet, or, like, when it, what, like, yeah. you know, that those were the first things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of the first things, anyway, but... Yeah, it's a great museum. And I even like, like, there's a whole section, because Alberta is very oil and gas. Um, If you didn't Mm -hmm. know, it's like, that's our industry. And um, they have a whole section on all these things that were found in, like, Fort McMurray, where the oil sands are, and uh, all these mining operations and what they found. And, I mean, that is a huge way that Alberta finds all its stuff, is through oil and gas and um, mining and so that was really interesting. We got to see the amazing uh, no- nodosaur. It took me a second there. Yeah, the nodosaur mm-hmm, yes. that literally looks f- like mummified. Yeah. It's stunning. And I just love it too. It's the way that it's... I, we've talked about it on the show before, haven't we? Because the way that it's like resting almost. Like I guess the way that it died. But it just looks like it's sleeping. It and does. It's so sweet yeah. looking. Like it's just... just it's a really cute fossil. Like, because you can see its eyes almost. Yeah. Like, it's very, it's that whole human thing where, like, we like big eyes. Mm-hmm. And, like, it looks like it has big, like, cartoony yes. eyes. And it's just resting right there really close to you. Like, you mm-hmm. can almost, like, touch it if there wasn't glass. And Yeah, yeah we talked about it in the Ankylosaur episode. Right. Um, so if you want to listen to that, we talk about this find. It's pretty, it's pretty unbelievable. Like, yeah. I honestly, like, I feel like I'm a kind of good example of how, because I don't, I don't know a lot about paleontology and I, I feel like I know a bit more about, you know, I I took earth science 101 and stuff and I know, I know about the more basic like geology and things like that, but I'm not a dinosaur expert in any way. And so, so much of what I've learned about dinosaurs is from like literally being on the podcast and having Olivia and other guests talk about it and I got so much out of going to the museum this time like in the past I feel like I've gotten a lot you know it's like I read the science and I'm like oh cool but now I'm like oh yeah you like know know what things are yeah like it's a relative of a like ichthyosaur or something totally so that was really cool and yeah also the other really iconic fossil there is black beauty the Mm -hmm. t-rex that's like an amazing fossil yeah it's a t-rex that fossilized in the presence of all these minerals that were surrounding the rock and it turned like black, like it's a black fossil. Um, and it's a almost complete Tyrannosaurus Rex. It's incredible. It's so cool. Oh, and it was found in the crow's nest pass. So that's kind of cool. Oh yeah. That's cool to me because I've got lots of friends working in this. Oh, the cat. Sorry. <laughs> it's just mewing. This cat. If you hear a cat meowing, it is not my cat. There's a cat at the door that walks yeah. in again. And also, the Royal Tyrell has a really good gift store. A really good. I'm wearing Tyrell merch right now. I've yeah. got a bandana. <laughs> I got, like, a sweatshirt there I've been wearing a lot. I got a magnet. I got a hat that's great. If you like dinosaur things, it's kind of a dangerous yeah, store to be in. Yeah, it is. I spent quite a bit of money. I, like, wanted all the dinosaur housewares. Yeah, oh my god. They also have a really cool new section now. They have, like, they, rene- they renovated their mammals area. Mm-hmm. And I'm obsessed with these, like, 
they honestly look like taxidermy sculptures of these ancient mammals. And they're just done, the sculptures are done so well that they look like taxidermy, but they're like sculptures. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. Whoever did that, I just, I wish there were more in the museum because I find them absolutely beautiful. Yeah. I feel like it was a good summer. Definitely, yeah. I feel like I was outside a lot. Yeah, you were. (laughs) I feel like I kind of embraced the like, and it was good weather for field work because it wasn't like insanely hot in Edmonton and... There was not a lot of rain when I was working. No so. smoke yet. No smoke yet. Uh, although it's getting smoky today in Edmonton from some mm. Jasper fires. Jasper National Park is just like filled with pine beetles. So that forest is oh. like two seconds from lighting up. Like, yeah. And honestly, it probably needs it. But I, I guess we're both kind of... I, I'm, I am excited to for fall and just like being inside... With, like, my candles and my tea and writing and, yeah, and you'll be, you'll be crunching all your data. I will be pinning Pinning. thousands of bugs and then identifying them. And somehow I'm going to have data ready for uh, a U.S.-Canada entomological conference in Vancouver in November. I don't know how I'm going to have any data for that, but my supervisor <laughs> seems to believe that it's possible, so I, I guess if, it is. I wonder if any of our listeners will be there. Yeah, if anyone's coming to, yeah, the Entomological Society of Canada and the States, their conference, it's going to be a party in Vancouver, <laughs> so yes. let me know. <laughs> yeah. No, that's awesome. Well, we also wanted to talk about our shop update, mm-hmm. which is which you can go check out now at etsy.com slash shop slash beyond bladders. That sounds right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's on our link tree on our website and stuff. You'll find it. Yeah. But basically Olivia has put in so much work into making all these stickers because um, if you've ordered from a shop before, we've gotten our stickers from Sticker Mule, which is really great. But like, I don't know. We have so many amazing designs that And Olivia's it's expensive done. to yeah. order. <laughs> the stickers in the first place so we have been um I got a cricket machine and the stickers most of the stickers you'd get from the shop are homemade yeah it'll it'll say whether it's a sticker mule sticker so those are sort of the matte ones that if you've ordered from our shop you've received before um the ones that I've made at my house have they're glossy first of all yeah. so but I don't find, I usually don't order glossy stickers, and I actually really like these ones. They're not glossy to the point where I can't see the design, so that's good. I honestly think with your designs, because your designs are so, like, vibrant and beautiful, I think it looks great with it. Like, it's, it really makes, it makes them pop. pop. Yeah, it yeah. really does. Like, I, I think they look great, and there's also some really, so there's, like, a lot of the illustrations that Olivia's done for episodes that you probably love, like... You know, we've got a cicada one. Yeah, we've got a mammoth fossil one. Yeah, otter. The otters. Yeah, the otter one. Brachiosaurus. Yeah. We tried to do some ones that were a little quirkier. Ones Mm -hmm. you might stickers you might not get to see in other places. Yes, like weird niche things. Mantis shrimp stickers. Yeah, that's gonna be great. Super colorful. But then there's also some like really fun kind of cartoony ones with cute sayings and stuff, which I also love. They're very nerdy, so yeah, get your hands on those nerdy stickers. So those are great. And then also we have some sticker sheets. And these are kind of like almost like first draft sticker sheet in that 
we probably are going to end up ordering them in the future from, like, a manufacturer. Yeah, they're kind of... Imagine them less as sticker sheets and more like a sheet of die-cut stickers that you can pop out. So they're not kind of... Like, I think they look so amazing, but they're not... They're not kind of perfectly, like, cut in a way. They're not, like, kiss-cut, if you know what that is. Yeah. So, like, you can get them off, just they're not, like... It's not like a a sheet of stickers you get from, like, the dollar store where you can just, like, take it off the wax paper. So just a heads up on that. Yeah, so we're selling them for, like, very, like, a very inexpensive discount. Yeah, price. Just for this first round. So if you want, like, I think that they look great. Also, they're waterproof. Yeah. Yeah, because they're all laminated. So they Mm -hmm. should, I I still wouldn't put them in the dishwasher because I don't think they'll survive the dishwasher. But they they survive hand washing. Mm -hmm. I've had the stickers on my water bottle all field season. You heard how disgusting that was. And they've survived. Yeah. (laughs) If they've survived that, they'll survive a lot. So yeah, the sticker sheets are also waterproof, which you don't get often with sticker sheets. Yeah. No, they're, they're, I think they look amazing. And like, I love the design. And yeah, so we've got all of that like it's honestly a huge update and we've only printed like kind of a, almost like a handful of each sticker just to see what people like so um definitely get on it if you if you're interested yeah the sticker sheets especially I think we're gonna sell out pretty quick because yeah. they're very limited just because this is sort of our test run of them and then if people really like them we're just gonna buy them from ma- manufacturing probably. yeah um yeah and all the stickers like we're hoping to restock the ones that do well and yeah, we just really appreciate your support. Our our shop has been closed basically for the summer while we've been, like, we've just been away so much. I haven't been able to, like, pack orders. Um, and then also because we were working on this big update. But we're really excited about it. And it's just kind of like, we'll, we'll talk about this more in the future. But we just appreciate all your support so much. And we really want to keep doing stuff in the future. And this is kind of almost the start of it. Like, we really want to launch a Patreon and everything and maybe work on some more projects so yeah yeah. we're looking forward to using the funds from the shop to Mm -hmm. launch those future projects so it's gonna be yeah we're excited about it and thank you everyone who's already ordered Mm -hmm. we get so excited every time we see a new order and we see your name and we're like look at this person who ordered all these you know orchid uh, (laughs) orchid mantis stickers and then we get excited so yeah (laughs) we notice you all thank you yeah no it's great and yeah super excited about that so yeah you can go now to etsy.com slash shop slash beyond blathers to check out everything and yeah i feel like that's that's everything we want to talk about yeah i think so (laughs) amazing well i guess thank you so much for listening and Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Beyond Blathers. And you can follow us on TikTok at Beyond underscore Blathers. Yes, the TikTok is so good. <laughs> We're having a good time. I had to take a break this week, but mm. I'll yeah. be back. And tune in next week to learn more about the insects, fish, and fossils you can find in Animal Crossing New Horizons. Bye. Bye. Bye.